Welcome to another episode of On the Wing Podcast with Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. This is Bob St. Pierre, your host, and I am really excited. I'm sitting in the Browning booth at the 2019 Shooting, Hunting, Outdoor Trade Show, the SHOT Show as it's, as it's known, and um, the number one item at this entire show, and this show is massive, the number one item on the floor for the Upland Bird Hunter is in the Browning booth. That's the brand new, updated, Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever line of hunting clothing coming out from Browning to an outdoor store near you in the uh, late summer of 2019. And with me to kind of hit the highlights of of the line and tell you about how it was developed is the Browning product manager, Brian Hobart, and the assistant product manager, Russ Jones, couple of great guys. Brian, I've known for a number of years now, one of my favorite people in the industry. Uh, this, ep- this episode is going to make you laugh. It's going to make you cry. It's going to be a triumph of the human <laughs> spirit. No pressure, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to On the Wing Podcast, Brian and Russ. Thanks okay. for having us. Good to be here. Well, maybe let's start with uh, just a, a short story about how you guys uh, came to, to Browning and what your backgrounds are, where you grew up, and um, you know, set the stage for uh, who shaped the 2019 brand new launch of the Pheasants Forever clothing. We'll start with we'll start with Brian for sure. So uh, my background is uh, in technical um, outdoor apparel, so. Um, previous to this, I've been in direct-to-consumer, um, did some golf specialty work, um, and we wanted to move out west about uh, four and a half years ago, ski deep powder, and um, live that outdoor lifestyle. We are just starting a family, and uh, the opportunity to move kind of came up, and um, I wanted to stay in the apparel space. Um, you know, first to admit that I'm not uh, a well-accomplished North American hunter, however, um, just had the passion to be outside, and Um, When I interviewed at Browning, you know, I saw a lot of the similar people that were wanting to um, play in a lot of the same spaces that I wanted to be at in the weekends, you know, backcountry skiing and camping and really being off the grid and um, just having the opportunity once I met Bob to um, work with a conservation group that was, um, you know, um, really doing something amazing to make sure that all this public lands preserved forever and not developed into more hotels and you know we just had this instant connection and you know originally being from the midwest and getting to get a you know the twins and and hang out with these guys was super cool and and you know i think from the first meeting we had with them um i knew there was something special that we could do with the line and um you know they gave some awesome feedback to get us kicked off but um you know it's just been a really exciting development this year and um you know upland apparel for us um you know, I don't think it's a mystery that we sell more over-unders than anyone else sure. in the free world. Yeah. So, you know, people are already drawn to the brand, and it was just like this huge responsibility is, you know, this um, this manufacturer of, you know, 140 years making guns to, like, do this really rad collection. So um, I think Russell shares similar sentiments, but uh, I'm just so excited about how it ended up coming out and, you know, the reception that we've seen here at the show. and. Um, across the major uh, upland retailers, it's just it's incredible. You know, when when you say like hunters' ears 
prick up, right? Like you say, well, I come from a technical background, golfer. I didn't I grow up hunting. Like hunter, like oh boy, here we go again. Yeah, right? Right, right, right. You've right, heard right. this before, oh, for sure. For like sure. oh gosh, we got a non-hunter, you know, developing some of the um, some of this new stuff. But what was beautiful about Brian is he does come with that technical experience, which was so missing in the upland world, which it made you the perfect hire for Browning because you could bring some of the new evolution into the hunting space and your willingness to say, I'm ready to be a hunter. You're an adult onset hunter. We went pheasant hunting in South Dakota together. Yeah. We've been quail hunting in Georgia to qu- together. I've seen you um, take your first rooster, your yeah. first quail. Yeah. And, you know, this is my little, you know, recruit a new hunter sort of story. Yeah, for sure. And along that process, right, you're, you're learning how to make these items function for a pheasant hunter, for a quail hunter, because you're coming at it completely fresh, but then you're also leaning on, you know, our entire team of hardcore, lifelong pheasant and quail hunters, and it, it's been like the perfect marriage. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I think you know, like you're saying, not coming from the background, you know, I brought in a f- fresh perspective where people were saying, you know, upland has to be this thing, or it's always been this way. And I would, you know, say, well, why? Why does it have to be this way? Like. You know, and I think a lot of my outdoor experience um, in working with your team, like your team is like the hardest core hunters. You know, these guys would we would give them product and be like, please break it, you know, and they would go out and test it. And, um, you know, we really saw the opportunity that, you know, grandpa's cotton canvas, 12 ounce hunter. You know, there's still that segmentation, but there's this new guy, you know, your guys in the office are super young and super fired up to get out there. And. You know, they really challenged us to bring these lightweight layered looks. And that's a lot of where my background comes from, you know, like spending so much time in, in, in having this versatile apparel kit so you could be out there for for all day. So, you know, the synergies that, you know, I feel like I have with a lot of the guys in your office was just perfect. And that's that's what made this collection so much fun to make. Well, and, and you mentioned guys a couple of times. I'm but, sorry, yes. Right? But, but you know, like, we also brought in our group of hardcore female folks that um, work in the office. And for the first time ever, right, we are both just jacked to be able to tell you, the listener of uh, this podcast, that the Pheasants Forever Browning line will have women's clothing uh, coming to shelves in 2019. Yeah, not, I mean, that was something, too. And I should have said that earlier, you know, like, Again, there's hardcore dudes in your office, but the ladies were, were just as hardcore. And, you know, it, it wasn't like these people that had a cursory understanding of what upland hunting was. They were spending um, just as much time as the guys and were, you know, just as excited and passionate about their dogs and about the sport um, as anyone in the office. So we were really excited um, for that opportunity and to really create a collection um you know that's inclusive of everyone and that was something that i wanted to be a part of too that um you know women want to look great and have functional apparel just like guys do and you know to be able to service both sides of that was was really cool and we're and we're very very fortunate that we've had some really strong retailers that have stepped up to make sure that um this product's going to get made and get to stores and you know we've taken some risks internally um, to bring in product and, and, um, we really want to support that. And, you know, it's an amazing thing to do to, to bring, um, you know, the female's perspective and, 
Um, you know, even from the first uh, meeting we had up uh, with your female team that tried on our product and really gave us some styling cues and as well as, um, you know, making sure the fit was right. So it's not just the shrink and pink method of taking a dude's shirt and, you know, making it fit a woman. We were really looking for contours and shapes that made them feel comfortable and look great in the field because, you know, I think um, there's a lot of truth that, you know, you look, uh, when you look your best, you play your yeah. best. And I think that, you know, hearing all of, um, hearing all of uh, your teams uh, from the female side, like how excited they were was, um, you know, I brought up uh, our vice president of outdoor sales, uh, outdoor products, uh, Michael Sweeten, and he just looked at me at one point and I was like, yeah, like we're, we're doing this, we're all in. So that was, that was so cool. Well, and it, for folks that uh, don't know, and I didn't bring it up at, at, at the beginning, uh, Browning is the only company that has our Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever licensed marks to use um, in the retail world um, on apparel. So when you do go into a Bass Pro Shop or a Cabela's and you buy a piece of uh, Pheasants Forever clothing from Browning, Browning makes a donation back to the organization, a royalty as a result of you purchasing that item. So if you're picking up a brand new Browning Burden Light strap vest, oh, and by the way, they've been improved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you are also creating habitat for our mission, right? You're going to create habitat to put a few more birds in that back in the back of that vest. So it comes full circle, and Browning has been a partner with us for over a decade on on that licensing agreement. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get into some of the highlights of the program, but I, I've kind of left Russ out of the conversation. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, Russ. So uh, tell us your your short story. I know you're, and our folks will be jacked to hear this. You come from a little bit of a quail background. That's for sure. Yeah, I I'm fairly fairly new to Browning. I I just graduated from Utah State and was introduced to Browning designing their hats. And Brian pulled me into under his wing and was like, Hey, I need someone with experience to come in and help me develop these items. So it's a unique blend that we have in our apparel department now that we can have a user and then a super technical manager to manage all this amazing apparel and bring it, bring it in such a way that the user wants and is going to have apparel that's going to be very useful. Um, I grew up in St. George, Southern Utah, where there's a lot of California quail and down there every, every holiday, it seemed like we were out. Me and my dad and my brothers would go out and walk for a couple of miles and see if we could get a couple birds and tear up our clothing trying to get through the briar bush. I'm sure all of you, all of you have experienced this and it's really cool to be able to have the experience to, as a user, look at this apparel and say, this is what I need, not someone who's on the other side designing something for me. I'm able to say, this is what I tore and this is how I'm going to fix it. And that's how I like, it's been awesome to be able to push that into the clothes and actually design around that idea of actually using this on my end as well as hopefully as a consumer. And that, that, that's really fun to hear because I, I know you know especially when you talk about western quail hunting right you leave the truck and you oh, might yeah. not come back till sundown <laughs> right hopefully yeah. you can find your way back right? yeah but hopefully you can find the birds for sure right so you need you need uh, clothing that's going to carry water food yep. right first aid yep. stuff and not get ripped to shreds 100 yeah. percent. yeah it seems like every time we'd go out someone would forget something too so it's always nice to have that extra pocketing and extra space to be able to carry what you need so all right so this started this entire process let that led to today is why i'm so excited because it's it's been three years in the making and the process started with uh pheasants forever and browning going out 
across the country and visiting with our chapters and focus groups, right? We, we sat down with chapters in Iowa and in Minnesota and South Dakota and we talked about apparel. And our, our chapter folks, they had no idea what company we were with, right? They knew that Pheasants Forever wanted to talk about apparel and what they liked, what they didn't like, um, with the goal of people being honest and sharing their thoughts so they wouldn't kind of skew their comments about, oh, I love Browning, right? We got right, the right. straight skinny on what they did and didn't like. And we, after those focus groups, uh, the feedback was folks wanted a more technical, uh, a warmer layering look. Um, what are some of the other things that guided you guys on the design? You know, I know we have some products that are waterproof. Sure. We have some quote unquote bomb resistant stuff, yeah. right? Bomb yeah, proof. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know from the women's side of things, you know, one of the, the center points was, was pants. Yeah. Right? Like every female bird hunter we talked to, they'd go, I can't find pants that work for me that were built for upland hunting. Right. You guys which, solved a lot of that. Here. Yeah. And I mean, it was absurd, right? Like, I mean, it's it is basic as, as the pants come with like a really solid overlay. We thought that was something that we could, um, you know, fit and find right. And I think that that was, you know, right in Russ's wheelhouse when we sat down to um, start working on the line plan. You know, I really challenged him to start finding fits, right, to go out and, take a lot of the data that we got from um the groups um during the during uh, our our tour to see um you know not only what they were looking for as far as functionality but then um challenging us to make sure like the grading was perfect that it sat on their hips correctly that you know they could pull off you know a pair of their favorite you know denim and and that it would make sense and translate when they put it put on these technical pants so um you know that was really cool to see him come along and do that and you know we're, we've been super grateful to have him on our team over the last year um as far as materials go um it, the timing was incredible so we we revitalized our partnership with gore-tex and um bringing the gore products um you know we did a bomb proof um three layer uh pant technical shell and pant and um you know that's something that um, even your team, I think I was talking to Andrew um, about it. And, you know, what we had designed was this, like, super rain, rainproof pant, right, to, like, for the worst weather. He was telling us, oh, this is actually my favorite piece, and I wear it in the muck and the mud and just spray it off with a hose. So, um, again, your team just, like, brought us all this great um, feedback that we, you know, weren't necessarily designing for, but it turned out to be this um, really cool thing. So we brought our gore materials in, and then um, we used Prima Loft insulation. So, you know, um, one of the foremost um, uh, premium insulation companies in the world that, you know, everybody from Patagonia and North Face are working with, you know, um, Loft without bulk is, is really the key story there. So, again, telling this awesome um, lightweight um, layered system that you could store into a pack, so a packable jacket, a windproof um, sweater, some um, really nice base layers, as well as some uh, cool lightweight wovens. And I think that that was me personal. My personal favorite piece um, is our is our shirting collection. So we did um, three shirts. You know, this the first one was this 2.7 ounce, super lightweight. Um, polyester nylon blend it's got this awesome ripstop on it you know russ created this really cool 
um, custom plaid um, that I wasn't too sure about. He showed me this like he showed me this tiny <laughs> swatch. Yeah, no, it he's does. shaking his head with a satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, know. I nailed it. I, you doubted me. Yeah, I know. I did doubt him, but yeah, he showed me this like tiny swatch, and I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. Mm. We we approved it and ran a ton of fabric in it, and it it just looks fabulous. You know, it ties the whole collection really back together, and that was. Um, something we wanted to bring to our retailers too is is to really push that envelope between um, what was functional in the field and what looks great outside of the field, sure. you know. And like we is, you know, our office is obviously being a gun manufacturer. You know, everybody identifies as hunters and um, you know as outdoors people. You know, you see that a lot. Like living in Utah in a place that you know is is driven around the outdoor industry everybody wants to identify with whatever they're doing outside of that space so for us we saw the opportunity to to make a shirting collection that looked great and was functional in the field but like you can wear it to the office um and and still holds that nice style look to it so you don't look crazy or like you're you know on your way to go hunt i mean the crossover is um really cool and that's why we did a flatten its sweater but we put a wind stopper liner in it right so um we wanted to to make it look great but also on those super nasty blower days that it would be functional in the field and i think a lot of that you know came from the feedback out of out of the um out of the groups that we met with and then you know spending time with these guys you know bob and and howard and chris and all these guys were super generous to to have me out to a few trips and really take me into some of the nastiest weather um although you did take me to alabama in december yeah. <laughs> so there's like three feet of snow on the ground i like was wearing shorts and a t-shirt when we got in there so that was that was really cool but you know we got to see a wide variety of yeah. of environments um to really make sure that we were developing not just for one section of the country and you know when we were down there just seeing that like plantation style look and in yeah. the different style of hunting that they did and like how their apparel was different really drove a few key pieces in the collection too so we came back from that hunt and you know everybody had on these quilted vests early mm -hmm. in the morning it just got like super hot you know and the humidity would was just like through the roof but like everybody started in these like core you know like orvis barber like really traditional looks that we were like totally missing out on i came back and like super fired up like kicking russ's door and like dude we gotta we gotta start over <laughs> yeah. we've got like three yeah. pieces we gotta make and like they were last second ads and they turned out to be you know everybody's wearing them here at shot but um you know again just like all of these opportunities you know thanks to you guys um you know showing us everything there was to offer as far as upland bird hunting went was you know so crucial in making this and in getting the testing feedback you know well before the product was made we didn't want to develop inside of a vacuum and yeah. say this is what we think it is right like we gave it to these guys and asked them to go out and beat it to shit you know and when they did you know we got the the testing that we needed to to make sure that we made it bomb proof and that led to a lot of the changes too that we made on the back half after we had protos in the field yeah i mean it was it was super cool to see that you guys were open-minded enough when you created a product that just missed the mark you guys scrapped it, right? Oh, like yeah. you scrapped a bunch of things and said, we missed it here, let's start over. And that level of open-mindedness, you don't find everywhere. And that was huge. I do think it was important. <laughs> you laughed about going to Alabama in December and getting some nice weather. 
the same time, you know, you went up to South Dakota, right? It was For like, sure. It, oh, it was miserable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it probably didn't break zero, we, but, right? Yeah, exactly. But so it, you, need, you saw both ends of that spectrum. And then sure. we also had those focus groups in the Midwest. For sure. And, you know, Russ's background out west, you know, it did truly merge so many different aspects of the bird hunter's geography. Like you hit the mark because you listen to all that input. The, the other thing that as you talk about it and you look around, everybody in the browning booths wearing the vest, you also changed it up with color, right? Because everywhere you look in the upland worlds, it's the same thing, right? You got to do your blaze orange, but then it's that, you know, my, my great-grandpa's khaki. Right. You didn't go that way. No, no, no. Do you want to talk? About, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's very interesting. This year we changed everything. All the color on everything is different. We went for a, a chocolate brown and then a caramel, basically, which is cool. So when you look at our stuff, you can just think, mm-mm, that mm. looks great, you know? <laughs> so everything in our line is something that's attractive that everybody's going to love to wear. And I love that about our stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to use it. I'm excited about the durability of everything. Like Brian said a little bit earlier, I mean, the pants, just in general, are amazing. Yeah. They've got, they've, I don't know. We can. Well, okay. So let's go there. Um, tell me about the Pheasants Forever line. Let's hit it. Uh, fr- start with the guys. What are the elements of the line? And then you know, jump in and say, oh yeah. By the way, that's that's my favorite. <laughs> like, For well, sure. go ahead, Brian. What's your fa- What's your What's the line entail? So um, our line. I mean, like the styling cues that we really pulled from were was this like classic heritage look, but just wanting to update and and, and really bring it up to speed for something that we felt was um, relevant and pays respect and homage to um, to the Browning heritage, but. Um, you know, it was super relevant in the space, you know, for the guys that are out there all day. Um, so when we were looking at materials, you know, we wanted to make sure we're using premium ingredients. And that's been a story that um, Russ and I have been trying to tell since, you know, we really got control of the brand was, you know, I think everybody can shove polyfill into, you know, whatever it is, a cheap jacket and make it. But we didn't want to go there. We really wanted to spend time. Um, developing developing like even the smallest of materials so you'll notice um, you know we went back and found um, silent snap buttons that you mm-hmm. know are hidden across everything and you know we lowered some pockets and there was always you know some initial um, concern on the functionality of them but like a lot of that came out of the feedback that like you know these guys that are carrying super expensive guns don't want their stuff scratched by buttons you know and i think that that helped push that's a good point you know that push was a some, big deal yeah we put push some development and then um something i was really excited about is um we did this um two and a half millimeter deer skin high glove and it's like they're like amazing and the the more you wear them um the better they break in and they just look like have this super manly <laughs> feel about them right and like you just want to wear them and we, we ended up doing a, a driver's version too and that was actually after our first line review um, with our ceo he like pulled me aside and was like he won't admit to this and i'll probably uh, i'm sure i'm gonna get yelled at but he's like a huge damn marina fan so he's like <laughs> no i'm serious i'm serious and he's like hey can you make me a pair of like isotoner and i was like yeah as long as we don't have to like have this conversation again about dan marino and isotoners right so anyway we end up making one with like a longer gauntlet cuff and it turns out to be this thing that like everybody's running around in the office and and you know it's so cold in utah right now so everybody's been like driving in it and it turned out to be this small line extension that we weren't planning for but the gloves just turned out amazing everybody that's put their hands on them but 
it took a lot of time to you know um to set up the supply chain and make it make sense and um you know russ did some incredible um design work on them too so they have some really um fashion forward design in them and in a really cool um embossed uh buck mark that I can't even remember how many days we spent in the factory watching them not get it right before we finally <laughs> got one. That we we're like, oh, my God, we can go home now, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I think the gloves are incredible, the the pants, too. You know, we just worked so hard on fit, and we found this um, really nice three-layer material um, to do the overlay. So it's briar-resistant. The fabric's like this low 30 denier face fabric with a membrane in between it, and then we layered it on top of 10-ounce cotton. Um, and when we went back to find um, the cotton for the pants, so we used a denim, or I'm sorry, we used a twill weave, so it's very similar to denim, um, but then we kind of found a softer face that's almost like a brushed or washed face. So they're super comfortable, and I think that was something the, the first time I went out, um, you know, like I'm a smaller dude, so I'm a size 30, and I bought like three or four pairs of competitive samples, and all of them um, were like really uncomfortable like an hour in, you know, and I remember being like, you know, we can definitely do better than this. And, and I think that that was, um, you know, kind of what kicked off where our pants were going, but we wanted to tell this super cool, almost waterproof, you know, if we take the seams, these would, these would be waterproof mm. pants, which is, you know, something we really didn't see out there, but they're super briar resistant. Um, and then they've got, you know, the ruggedness of um, a twill weave, but, you know, they've got a soft face and um, backer on them. So it feels like you're wearing your favorite pair of cotton chinos. So mm-hmm. we think we really hit it. And then, you know, it's 75 bucks. Like, I don't think there's anybody else that's right. really playing in that space. So um, that was something exciting, too. Right. Yeah, that was pretty good. I, I also want to push into a little bit of the Gore-Tex yeah, yeah. that we did. The Gore-Tex is awesome. This fantastic jacket and pant combo is incredible for anybody who's out in like colder wetter weather this jacket itself has a a built-in bird bag so generally we're going to be wearing a vest over the top but the unique sure. thing about this this jacket is you can throw it on top of everything and still be able to stuff that final bird in as you're walking back to the truck getting soaked or whatever's yeah, going on yeah. you can stuff another bird in in the jacket and be able to carry it home without putting it underneath your jacket and trying to throw the bird in your back and control your dog at the same time. I mean, there's so much going on. I feel like when I'm out bird hunting, I, I just recently got a new dog and I don't want to have to worry about those little things. And at Browning, we really focus on making the gear that will just work. Yeah. I mean, the pants themselves, we, we started with this overlay that Brian discussed, but it also wraps around to the back of the leg, both on the men's and women's pant. And that the upland pant is what we're calling it. It's straight chocolate and it's, it's super durable. You can wear it anywhere. It's not too heavy, not too light, just perfect for every upland experience. I yeah, the, the pants the pants might be the highlight. It's hard to take <laughs> That's my highlight. highlight. That's why I keep saying <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and you, and you mentioned, uh, you know, the, kind of that raincoat jacket, uh, mm-hmm. the Gore-Tex. There, for folks that have been bird hunting for a long time, there is zero upland raincoats out there on the market. Yeah, I mean, for sure. nobody. This is... This, is going to establish the first ever and like it's the standard bearer right bird hunting upland bird hunting coat that's waterproof a rain jacket on the market it's well again it's bomb proof right (laughs) it really really is good um and everybody here is wearing the vest that's another one that's got to be a favorite because it's that perfect layering piece right you put this over the plaid shirt 
that you designed. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You you put it over anything. I mean, right. but the unique thing about these vests too is they're they're going to keep your core warm. Like mm-hmm. they're lightly insulated with about 40 grams of Primalof. They're quilted down below, so they're really stylish. Yeah. And that that plantation style that Brian had mentioned, and and they're they're durable up top as well. A little bit a little bit water resistant, so if anything drops on you as you're busting through the trees, I mean. You're going to be okay with this vest. It's a pretty cool piece. And most of the pieces also have, like, the, the little shell pockets, yeah. right? That's kind yeah. of a, a signature component of this line, too. Whose idea was that? Yeah, I, I think that we just wanted to, to – we challenged, um, you know, um, our designer at the, um, that worked on this with us to um, bring something that was unique that would tie the whole collection together. Um, and we talked about, you know, we, we were trying to look at something that we could do that would just say, yes, this is part of the Upland line and ties it back together. So I think um, color is one way you do that. And, um, you know, we looked at some pocketing that was um, super cool and, and, and looked great, but um, also was functional. And um, we liked the way the shell pockets worked. And speaking of, like, our very first line review, we had this, like, super manky sample that like i was like shaking to show to everyone because i'm like this thing's gonna get like (laughs) killed before it even gets to you know like what it's supposed to be and you know luckily our um executive and sales team gives us a lot of leash um and they trust that we're gonna do the right thing and and make quality products and um you know they saw our vision and you know we we um put together a really good story about why it was going to make sense and why it was going to be functional and um you know it's 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 just something that ties it all together. It's really cool. And probably the most popular product in the history of this line is the strap vest, right? It's the For sure. the burden light browning pheasants forever strap vest. And you know, from the very beginning, this has been the point. Like we talked about it, um, it's the best strap vest out there. We love it. It's probably the number one seller in the line would be my guess. But they'd had one problem with it historically, and that was the the shell pockets would would wear out, right? You'd go through briars, you'd go through brush, and it was made out of cotton. The pockets were made out of cotton. And pretty quickly, you know, you were... uh, you're looking to reload and there was nothing left of that <laughs> shell pocket, For right? For sure. Well, you guys have solved that. Yeah, and you know what's funny is that was one of the first pieces I remember um, when Bob and I met at the first meeting. You came in and you had one in your hand and it looked like it had been to the other side of the world. <laughs> you and thought back. I was homeless. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah. I didn't know what it was, but then uh, shockingly you shared that you had worn it like three or four times and the front pockets had fallen off, so... Um, you know, that was something that we challenged. So Bird and Light, just for a little backstory, Bird and Light is um, licensed intellectual property from a gentleman who lives up in Wisconsin, hardcore board, bird hunter, um, who brought us the opportunity to take the exclusive licensing. And um, we've ran with it, but we worked with him to redesign it um, and really bring like a, this really beefy 600 denier face fabric um, in the pocket. So... Um, they will last forever and ever now. And um, we put a really cool snap bellow in it um, so you can drop a whole box of shells in it. And I think that that feedback was, it was interesting because, you know, the focus groups were like, oh, you've got to have, you know, the shell pouches and like, you know, everybody puts them in there. And and then when we met with a lot of your guys' team, these guys that were out all day that were like, "Um, we just want to put a whole box of shells Mm -hmm. in there like as it is, right? So we were trying to create something that would, 
um, appeal to, to both sides. And so we also reduced the amount of um, ladder locks that we had on there, you know, because to Russ's point, like you've got, you know, and a lot of this, again, for myself personally was, was found through, you know, the trips with you guys as well as around the office. But, you know, you've got like the remotes and the dog collars and like all of these things going on and you had like all of these extra buckles so we're like okay we've got to simplify this thing because it works right it's right. just like load bearing bird system that you can put like two dakota sized birds in the back and it doesn't even feel like there's anything in there right. so um but we wanted to simplify that too and and then we added um some water line routing so you can drop your um camelback or whatever in there um for again for the guys that are like out there all day that want to you know, take a little lunch with them or, you know, not have to go back to the truck after a few hours. And I think that, again, like that was, you know, super resonating with with um, my pursuits on the weekends and outside of work, you know, and having spent a lot of time um, touring in the backcountry and, you know, off the grid. And, um, you know, I really wanted to design and, and bring up to date, you know, a piece um, that these guys could um, put all of their gear in without having to worry about it too. And I think, you know, I'm sure we're going to get there too. And Russ is a, a, a new dog owner. We'll share, like, I remember one of the very first notes that I wrote in the book was like, you know, it's all about the dog, yeah. right? And yeah. like, I didn't realize, you don't realize it, you know, when you're on a guided hunt and there, I mean, you realize how important the dogs are, but like when I got to talking with all your staff and visiting your guys's office, like there's dogs everywhere. Right. And like when we were talking about pheasant fest and, um, you know, just the emphasis on the dog, um, we started to make sure that that functionality was there too. Right. So it's got the ability to run a, a camelback, but we also have the two water bottles you know so you can give the dog water without dipping into your own stash and you know how you get more out there and still keep it comfortable and not feel like you've um straddled yourself with too much weight to to be out there all day so yeah i mean for folks and i know there's tens of thousands of people that already own the burden light it everything you love about the burden light is still there Right. Sure. I mean, you yeah. got the, like you mentioned, you got the dog water bottles, you got that three buckle strap system that displaces the weight. So you can put, you know, those big South Dakota roosters or those four Kansas living, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, I see so many guides wearing the burden light because they carry everybody else's birds, right? It displaces the weight perfectly. And if you love the burden light, you're going to love it even more because we didn't screw with anything that you like. The, like sure. you mentioned, the buckles where you hang your e-collars from, they're still off your shoulder. It's not going to interfere with your mounting the shotgun. Everything you like is there, but we fix the pockets, yeah, right? And sure. some, some color differences, too. You know, there, I think it was... Um, there were black straps in the old version, right? Now yep. we got we got a little bit more of that uh, green look, so it matches some of the stuff. Uh, but it... It took the burden light, which was already terrific, right? To like, you can't touch it. Right, right. right. <laughs> MC Hammer can wear it. Right, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and to jump in, the color on that, it's kind of unique. And in production, it's actually going to match her entire line across the board. So that caramel color that we talked about, that's the color that it's going to be. So no matter what you're wearing underneath, you're going to match great. And the adjustability is, as Brian mentioned, with the ladder locks, made it more adjustable for, for youth to wear as well. Yeah. Uh, w- women's line. Tell us about, um, you know, a couple of the components there for folks uh, that I, I know just from posting on Twitter and, and on our Facebook account. You know, we 
you know, we, we revealed this secret yesterday. For and sure. people are just super enthusiastic about being able to see this stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I think we reposted on our Instagram page um, something from the Rooster Road Trip. Um, I think um, – I can't remember. Emmy? Who, yeah, yeah, it was Emmy. That's right. Um, and she was in the in the gear, and like all the comments on her on her page were like, um, "Where do I get that?" Yep. Like, you know, we're going to the Dakotas, and like I, my girlfriend wants to wear all this gear, you know. So um, it was kind of a key uh, point for us, like a turning point during booking season, to be like, okay, like we've heard from the retailers, we know they're excited about it, and now even on the consumer level, we're seeing. Um, you know, people start to really resonate and say this is product that's going to work. So the women's collection is um, a takedown of, um, or I shouldn't say a takedown, is the exact same materials as the man, men's pant. Um, so it has that rugged cotton twill upper and then the um, low denier overlay um, around the front and the up, up around the back. And again, we just really worked on the fit, made sure the rise is right. Um, I think we, we, Russ and I now own a closet full of women's bottoms that most people walk into our offices and don't even ask questions because <laughs> it, it gets a little weird. But um, we finally think that we nailed the fit and we had um, not only your team, but internally, there's some really hardcore women hunters in our office as well as shooters. Yeah, you got Shondi. Uh, that's right. right yeah. yeah. And Shondi was, was critical in making sure that um, the fit was right and she's not too far and her voice is loud enough that uh, we heard her opinion uh, whenever we would get a new proto back. So um, she was critical in helping us with the fit too. So uh, we've got the bottom and then um, we did two lightweight shirts. So it's the same um, 2.7 ounce um, polyester nylon with the ripstop in it. Um, so super functional, looks great. And then again, Russ um, made this really nice um, ladies plaid. So um, it's got some really cool blues in it and some grays. So we really went back to, um, you know, some of the Pantone trends and found out, you know, what was working in the retail space and how could we merchandise all that together um, and make the collection really look good on the rack. And that's that's a key component to, you know, we're sitting here talking about functionality, but at the end of the day, you know, we're charged with making product that sells. And we wanted to make sure that merchandise together that, that it looked awesome. So even everyone from these big box stores are going to have, um, you know, multiple size runs of the same product that, that, that it would look great there. And then all the way down to specialty retailers that had the opportunity to do this really cool merchandising store um, stories. Um, and and that, was, that was a big driver for us. So there's your lightweight shirt and um, pant. And then we did um, the same uh, uh, quilted vest with the um, 40 grams of Primaloft insulation. Um, did this really nice um, polyester spandex face. Um, so there's tons of mobility in it. And, um, you know, as Russ was saying, uh, we put the DWR coating on it. So the light rain or even into a little bit heavier rain will shut off. And, um, you know, that's one of the cool stories um, that Primaloft tells that, you know, you're um, generic insulations as well as, you know, even down, which is one of my favorite materials to work with. Doesn't do, but when it gets wet, um, it still keeps you warm, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can... You can, you know, if you're familiar with the dynamic rewarming drill from the military, I mm. think the Navy SEALs use it too, right? Like you can get your insulation wet. And if you put a shell over it and you start getting active, it'll pull all that moisture out through huh. that layer. Um, and that's something really cool that Primaloft does. Um, so 
you know, and I think that that was something that we wanted to that we we put a lot of thought into as well as saying, you know, if these guys get caught out in the rain or the weather, you know, turns nasty really quick. I mean, we live in the mountains, right? At six thousand feet, like it can be sunny and two seconds later you're just getting hammered with snow and rain and we wanted to make material or use materials and make products that um you know were functional in that space too so i think i think we killed it on um the women's products and um as well as the men so we're we're very very excited to support um the women's the women's line this season so i can't wait for it so uh, the the process from here so you know folks in uh, our team on Rooster Road it, Road Trip had samples basically last fall. That that was kind of the last line of gear testing, right before it went to production. For sure. So we made some final tweaks here and there. They had and we collected a bunch of photography to help market this uh, this new line. And then you guys started meeting with retailers to start seeing what is going to sell because you you can't just buy the whole line until retailers. support you start figuring out what retailers are supporting. So the sales process, while it's not over, it's probably 50% of the way through at this point. Is that accurate? Um, it's probably a little bit further than that. I mean, most people's open to buy dollars or plan. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, they're still a little bit open. But, you know, at this point in the season, we usually have a really good um, read on on what the market's telling us made sense and, you know, thing products that are going to be supported for sure. Okay. So products that are purchased by the retailer and then you put in final orders for how much material how much of these vests how much of these pants um when will people actually be able to see them at their local sporting goods store for sure so um it will deliver um mid-july to retailers you'll start seeing it pop up there um hopefully mid-july and um you know there's quite a bit of of retail push um you know, for um, uh, pheasant, uh, pheasant, pheasant-centric um, retail uh, pushes, so you'll see it anytime around August for okay. like opener weekend. Hey, wh- what about on the quail side? Which of the items do you anticipate having the quail forever logo, or is it too early to tell based on sales at this point? Yeah, so you know. Bob challenged us to really use the the quail logo, and we hadn't ever brought it in line before. So we've been working with a few um, of our bigger fleet and farm customers to see if it was something. It was really cool too. Remember, you guys made, helped us make a heat map right. of of where your um, quail where forever your, chapter yeah, yeah, members yeah. live, and we overlaid it with like all the retailers in those areas, and we came up with um, some really good um, leads as to where we thought it might work. Um, things are still in development there. I don't think um, we have anything placed quite yet, but we're pushing really hard because um, we feel it's a key component um, to, to keeping that portion of the conservation effort alive, and we want to support both ends of it. So if, if folks are, you know, obviously they're going to be able to buy some of this product through our retailer, Pheasants Forever and QuailForever.org, but if folks are anxious to get this, can they go to their local retailer and say, you got to carry the Browning line of, of Upland gear? Does that help? Yeah, we would certainly hope so, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. to I go th- into their local Cabela's, to go into the local Bass Pro, Gander, Shields, uh, Orschlins, Fleet Farm, and say, you guys are going to carry this, right? That that helps. Oh, absolutely. For sure it does. Even on the local level, like letting the, the store managers know that, 
Um, you're requesting the product by name. I'm, I think it's uh, bubbled up to to the buying level. I think that that's that's really the key too. Like people know what you guys do, and they know that you know you're you're a, a massive part of of what's keeping um, you know the efforts alive to make sure that this public land is kept public. And I think that that's really cool to that that we're able to be a part of of something that's that's way bigger than us that's going to go on forever and. You know, when we were looking at the numbers for, um, you know, what you guys are putting into conservation and what you're saving, like, it's incredible. Like, yeah. it's very, very humbling to get to go home at night and um, know that, like, you're doing a little bit of something to, like, help with this, right. you know, in- environmental push. And, uh, you know, that's something that we're working on in our sourcing efforts as well to make sure that we're being great stewards of the land and that any resources that we can save or reuse or um, be a little bit gentler um, to make sure that we're, you know, keeping the waterways open and, um, you know, clean is, is really cool. And I think that was interesting, too, when we started talking about um, what you guys are doing, that it's not just like shoving land into um, conservation. It was more like, you know, you guys are doing all these things for the streams and waterways. And when you look at, like, the the overall reach of, you know, the environmental impact of, of what you guys are doing, like, it's it's incredible. And, and you know, me, again, not having um, a hunting background, but, like, I'm an avid fly fisherman and, like, knowing that you guys are protecting our waterways to make sure we have, you know, beautiful blue ribbon um, trout fisheries in Utah. And that trickles all the way down to making sure that you guys have beautiful roosters. Um, you know, across the United States. Flashing cubbies yeah, and quail, it's, right? It's, it's sick, The man. web it's of cool. life, right? Yeah, right. Um, what have I missed, Russ? What should I, what should I have asked you <laughs> as, the, as the guy that, uh, you know, one of the guys that helped create this? Um, I don't know. I, I love our gear. I, I love what we designed, and I know that I'm going to go out and use it. I know that I designed it because we, we designed it in the way that, Everybody who buys this is going to want to buy more of it. Yeah. And I think that's the, the unique thing about Browning is, like, we always try and bring you the best gear, the best there is. And I hope that everybody who buys this stuff can, like, we'll find your feedback. If there's anything you feel like needs to be improved or changed, we'll, we'll do our best. And every year it's just going to get better and better. And I look forward to working here. Well, congratulations <laughs> on your role. <laughs> yeah. what, what have I missed that I should have asked you, Brian? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think we hit the key pieces, so um, I don't. I don't know. All right. I don't. So, if folks listening, look for there'll be a hang tag, right? There Pheasants is. Pheasants Forever hang tag on these on these items. You can't miss the logo that's embroidered on them too. For sure, for sure. Um, and it'll stand out because a lot of the items are um, either chocolate or caramel. You're not <laughs> buying ice cream, you're buying <laughs> upland gear. Yeah. But it'll stand out because it is it is different than what uh, what folks are used to looking for. But it really, really stands out because it's super cool. Um, you guys hit the mark on bringing to market um, a higher level of technical layering clothing for the upland bird hunter. Uh, we at Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever are extremely proud to put our logo with the Browning logo on this line. And we hope our members and supporters, even if you're not a member, you're a bird hunter and you want to do something that gives a little bit back and helps us create habitat, Look for the Browning line of Upland gear in your favorite retailer coming this July. That's right. You better buy it quick because it's going <laughs> to sell out. And if you if you are looking at your favorite retailer and not seeing it, please ask for it. Because by asking for it, 
even if you don't get it this year, it is going to generate more demand that we can produce more for the following year, and that's all only going to help us create more habitat. For so, sure. Guys, three years in the making, thank you very much for listening to our members, listening to us, taking the feedback, scrapping the things that didn't work, and creating a line that I can't wait to get my hands on because I don't have a sample of some of this stuff. For yet. sure, yeah. You know, we're just we're we're thrilled to be a part of your community and um, you know, working with Bob. Bob um, gave me the miracle on ice beach <laughs> in Alabama. <laughs> well, you got to tell the story now. <laughs> no, I, I think you tell. You, you, okay, you go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 please. All right, so so Brian is um, with us in Alabama. You're giggling because you like this story. I like this story. Uh, giggling because we, we were three days hunting, and I think it was the third day you and I are hunting together, and, like, we're riding horses. That's and right. Like, you know, you're a little frustrated. You know, like, I, I haven't hit anything. Yeah, I'm over at this point. Like, three days in, it was not going well, for <laughs> sure. And, and folks that know me know that uh, I like my I like my uh, hockey, right? I like, uh, I like some of those speeches that go with sports. I like sports in general. But, you know, folks that are familiar with the 1980 Miracle on Ice, the U.S. Olympic hockey team playing Russia, and Herb Brooks, the coach, you know, had – in the movie Miracle, they, they you know, reenact this um, where Herb Brooks says, you know, we might not beat the Russians, you know, 99 <laughs> times out of 100, but they're not going to beat us today. <laughs> not this time, right? And, and so I, I basically gave that speech to, to Brian as he, we got a, two dogs on point That's over right. on our right, two English pointers. And Brian, who had missed a few shots that, that morning, kind of downtrodden, gets off the horse, pulls the gun out of the scabbard, and I said, Brian, you maybe have missed nine <laughs> shots today, but not this quail. That's right. This quail is your quail. It's swear to the Bible. Brian walks up to that dog on point, the covey flushes, and a bird fell. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> high fives all around. That's right? right. I was, I was thrilled. I was, yeah, it was cool. And you, uh, you actually got uh, your team has some really cool images that are still uh, <laughs> on my laptop. Man, that was a really proud moment. That was, that was such a, a special experience. And you know, uh, um, you know, getting to be a part of your guys' community and getting to learn a lot about hunting and in in seeing the the passion and fire growing myself you know, gave me a lot of um, confidence for, for what we're doing to push um, this line and, and, and push your message into into the next generation. And it's just an incredible thing to be a part of. And we're, we're really grateful for you guys' partnership. Well, we're obviously, we're super jacked to have <laughs> you. Um, and, and now, you know, as we close the podcast, we need to talk with Russ about, I've never, I've never been able to uh, hunt California Valley quail before. Uh, you know where this is heading? You probably haven't either, Brian. <laughs> no, I Especially haven't. in southern Utah. we got to do it. And, and somebody sitting at this table could probably <laughs> organize that. You know, we need to gear test some of this stuff. Maybe the, you know, the 2022 upgrades and, and changes to For the sure. line, right? For sure. This is a thing. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get it started. <laughs> yeah. Guys, thank you very much for making time to talk about the line here at SHOT Show. I know you're super busy. Uh, we are really proud to uh, to bring this to market with you, and uh, couldn't couldn't be happier to have our logo next to the Browning logo. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Russ. Thank yep. you.
All right, folks, that was On the Wing Podcast with Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. Uh, I am going to uh, check out what else there is to see at uh, the SHOT Show. But uh, look forward to the new Upland line of apparel from Browning coming to a retailer this July. Uh, And remember, when you see that hang tag with the Pheasants Forever logo, you're also supporting our Habitat mission. So look for that Browning logo next to the Pheasants Forever or Quail Forever logo, and you'll be helping us out to create more habitat, more birds in the air. Have a great time. See you down the trail.